Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we have the amazing, the lovely Miss Linda Cormier. Now, if you've ever been someone who has found it hard to tap into what it is that you do best in business to find in what your superpower is to really tap into your specialty and then actually go and put it out there to the world, you will not want to miss today's episode. This is one of the key special areas that Linda focuses on. She also has a wellness business, a not-for-profit, doing a whole suite of different things. Her specialty is dealing with women in these industries. However, it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, you will get tremendous value from teeing up and listening in to this episode. So I highly recommend that you jump in and check it out. And of course, if we can ever help you with your marketing, once you've found your voice to get that out there and amplify it, head over to marketingmogul.com.au. We are here to help you with all your marketing needs. But until then, let's jump into the show. Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you making the time. Oh, I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you here. Now, I always like to start the podcast off with the same question every time, which is if I met you at a party and we were just chatting away, having a drink, and I said, Linda, what is it that you actually do? What is your go-to answer? (laughs) It should be easy. (laughs) That would be my (laughs) go-to answer is it should be really easy. I juggle a few different things, but I would say um, I've spent 30 years working primarily with women, inspiring them to find their voice, use their voice, trust their voice, and simultaneously am the co-CEO of a multi-million dollar international wellness company that actually has distribution in Australia. So two, those would probably be the two things that I would share. Amazing. And how did the two separate ones come about, which was, was there a chicken and egg scenario there? Was one before the other? How did they, uh, how did they first roll out? Great question. And actually it definitely was one before the other because I had been doing speaking engagements and training and working with sales groups since I was 26. I had my first speaking engagement completely by accident when I was 26. And I learned very young that companies don't grow, people grow, and then they take the company with them. So when my husband and I started our company, it was basically that was the model is let's work to really help people grow into their gifts and to the best possible version of who they are. And then the company will go with it. And so it definitely one led to the other for sure. Amazing. And so tell us a little bit more at that starting point. So how did that, as you mentioned, your, your first gig was by accident. How then did you roll into the company and, and what you're doing now? Um, well, by accident, I was only 26 and I was a salesperson for school products company, like, you know, school photography and school diplomas and that kind of thing. And I somehow secured the most amount of new accounts in my first year. So I was like the rookie and one of the only females. And so they said, we would love for you to come and and share with our new people what it is that you've done to have that kind of success. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I had literally no idea what to expect. And then I got there and there was a sea of faces. There was like 400 new 
people that were the new like rookie trainees and they were starting something new that year because I had never done anything like that when I started. On paper, they probably wanted me to talk about negotiation tactics and how to overcome objections and all the typical sales stuff, you know, that people learn. And that's not what I talked about. I, I talked about the fact that I genuinely loved people and that when I went into an account, I just figured I knew I was going to like them at some point. So I just started out that way. And they were basically friends I hadn't met yet. And so that became kind of the starting point for me recognizing the importance of what I guess people call soft skills. It's just, and I've been teaching it ever since then, it's just open your mouth and your heart at the same time. And you kind of can't go wrong. I love that. I think that's what they're saying. And I, I think that anyone that I see that does very well, not just in sales, but in their, in their careers in general, is like they have to have that level of care. Otherwise, just a, a run-of-the-mill job every day, coming in, going in, clocking out. Um, so I, I think it's, it's super important to have those skills. So then from that, once you were obviously sharing, learning in that sales aspect, at what point did you come in to start really you know, stepping up in regards to training women? So I'd be hired to, to speak to sales forces. And it was leadership development, personal development, a lot of team building, and it just so happened that a lot of the companies that I went into had a lot of women in their workforce. And, you know, ironically, I just said, like, open your mouth and your heart at the same time. And that was this sage advice, right, that I had been given for so long. And then I realized over time that they weren't doing it, that they weren't opening their mouth and their heart at the same time. And it sounds so easy on paper. But I realized a big part of what was happening is that they were not trusting themselves. And the team building event that I did for 30 years, and I still do and can't wait post-COVID, right, to actually have a live event again. Um, but it culminates with everybody getting to break through a limiting belief, like literally break through a one-inch thick pine board. You maybe have seen it or even experienced it before. There wasn't a lot of women especially, you know, when I was 30 something and 40 something, I'm now 50 something, <laughs> but there wasn't a lot of women that were hired to do that kind of team building. And maybe because I was a woman, I was hired into a lot of places where there was a lot of women that were seeking to, to grow and improve. And what, what are some of the biggest things that you find and identify that can hold these ladies back? Because I know that for us, like we do a lot of um, coaching and consulting and advertising and marketing, which is very similar is like for us to help someone to be successful in that space, they really do have to be able to own who they are, put themselves out there to, to become successful, right? That is, is part of the course. So what are some of the biggest things that you see that hold them back that, you know, that they really kind of struggle to overcome at the beginning? Well, I think everybody, I mean, you're not human unless you have some kind of limiting belief. But I've always said, like, I'm not the person who's going to teach somebody how to do some kind of funnel or Instagram or social like that. I don't do that. I don't know even how to guide somebody in that way. But what I do know how to guide somebody is to develop their confidence, which is really the one thing I had a couple of uh, young executives that I'm coaching right now, business owners. And both of them literally tripled their income since I started working with them. And I don't do a lot of individual coaching anymore, but the number one thing was really early on, I helped them discover what their natural gifts are and help them see how they can use those gifts in their business, 
in a way that really serves others. And so it's finding what your natural gifts are because the things that come easily to us, we don't put a lot of value on. We, we think it's easy for everybody, right? And so for women, especially, it's helping them find what are your natural gifts? How can you use that in the service of others? And how can you translate that into overcoming money mindset issues and, and confidence issues? What's the first step for someone? Because I know that, um, you know, I, uh, we recently had on, um, who was it that we talked about this? I think it was Mike Koenigs, potentially, where he was talking about helping people tap into their superpowers. And he had a very kind of unique approach that he had with that process. What are some of the things that you, like externally, when you look at, you know, the, the everyone in society that basically sometimes can overlook these uh, potential, you know, superpowers or they're, they're really the core of what they're good at. What are the, some of the things that people could start doing to try and tap into those or even just identify them, I suppose, to, to start off with? Well, to identify them is where you find that joy. The things that are easy for you to do make you happy. Like, I like to talk. And, and when I was in third grade, talking and making friends was not something that was placed value on. That was actually a problem that I talked too much and that I was disruptive in class and I was laughing all the time. But those were the exact same things that allowed me to get up in front of 400 people at 26 and just be like, cool, they're just my friends and not be nervous. So I think the first thing is the things that you enjoy in life that come naturally to you, that's where your natural gift lies. And people just don't even recognize it. I mean, like I can see you and you're sitting in front of me. You're very present. I can feel, even though it's a Zoom, I can feel your presence. You wouldn't be able to do this if being present wasn't something that either you're naturally good at or that you've, you know, exercised that muscle. But that's a gift for people to recognize that they can be fully present, that they can listen with their whole self. Not everybody can do that. And so identifying where your areas are, where your gifts are, and then really applying the value to them and helping people realize there is so much value in the things that bring you joy. That's that's so spot on. And as you're saying there, I think the first part is when you say like around that awareness and being able to pick up what it's good at, a lot of the time people don't even like take stock of what they're actually doing or in their business and whatnot. And I know we just finished, you know, at the time of recording this, we just had a mastermind group last week. And just by getting people to pause and look at and assess what's actually going on in their business, what are the parts that they like, as you mentioned, dislike and things like that, because it is the parts that you like that's going to bring you going to bring you joy going into the future, but it's also going to have a monetary effect by being able to focus on those really key areas that are important to you. Because it's like if you only look at your weaknesses as the areas for you to optimize in your business, um, I think it was Gary V, uh, Gary V quote where it's like, you can focus on your weaknesses, but then you'll just have really strong weaknesses. Like there's still going to be a weakness for you going forward. Yeah. You've got to focus on those strengths as you're mentioning. Yeah, I'm not sure who I learned it from. And I usually try really hard to honor like the different, so many mentors in my life. But I remember somebody teaching me a long time ago, it's focus on your weaknesses just to the degree that they don't constantly inhibit you. But I like, I'm not a naturally organized person. And so I'll look at these, these, my daughters will send me these YouTube videos and people have their pantries like color coded and alphabetized soup cans and, you know, like, office files that are, I, I don't even know, like my brain can't even begin. And for me to try and become that 
is such a waste of energy. For me, overcoming my weakness was getting a hook so that I could put my car key on it so that I wasn't losing my car key every day. <laughs> that was that was me overcoming that weakness. As, as you say, like, I think that is that is spot on. It's, there's no point in trying to become the things that you're not because it will be it will be painful. It will be like you know really trying to push a car up a hill, uh, which is which is not any fun for anyone. So you can do those small things, as you say, so that they don't inhibit you. But then it's like then always go back. And it's like, I'm sure that you could probably uh, inspire the people of your household by speaking to them to get them to organize stuff for you, uh, you know, with your, <laughs> <laughs> with your speaking skills. You know, you got you to double down on your strengths. Uh, That's exactly right. And, and, <laughs> and I think we all have a tendency, maybe women a little bit more just because of the images and everything that we're constantly bombarded with kind of appearance and fitness and all of that. But I think that we have a tendency to compare our weaknesses to someone else's strengths. So comparing isn't a good idea to begin with. And yet when we do it, we're usually kind of holding ourselves up against someone else at what they're really, really great at. And that just makes it even worse. And so focusing on your strengths, how you can use them to help make a difference for other people. And I think the more fun we have, the more productive we are. And so when we do things that we enjoy, you can't always create a livelihood out of it right away. I believe you can always create a livelihood out of your natural gifts, but sometimes you've got to take that bridge, those steps. Definitely. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I've spoken to a lot of people who, especially I think over the last couple of years, there's been a, a lot of uh, a narrative put out, into, especially on social media, where it's like, oh, just chase your passion, you know, turn that into a business and all these sort of things. And I remember there was a point in time, probably now, probably about five years ago, where some people were just starting to quit their jobs because they were like, oh, I'm just going to go and chase my passion. It's like, by all means, do that. But you do need a stepping stone. It's not just going to magically occur and people are just going to throw money at you because now you're focused on your passion. So you do have to put some things in place to enable that to happen and to be able to, to bring people into your world. So uh, I'm glad you said that about the stepping stones because I've seen so many people that have gone to, to chase their passion and they've gone out there but it's like they haven't built as you mentioned like that a, a bridge from where they are to where they want to be so that can you know hopefully unaffected on them when it comes to their you know the bottom line dollars that they need to, to live yeah. survive and, and thrive so from from this realm how did you then step across into the the realm of of wellness and having having a wellness business that's you know spanning across the globe well my husband and i were very fortunate to acquire the distribution rights of some patented technologies and him and i have very different personalities and very different skill sets like his brain is a little bit like a computer like it's beyond me how quickly i i always joke around that i do math in cases of emergency only and he can do it like you know i i don't even bother picking up a calculator i'll just ask him what is this you know do this for me and i love people and I love to write. And so our matching skill sets worked out really, really well to bring these technologies and to bring them to the world. And he did have a background in a tinnitus, a tinnitus device that he brought internationally. So he had that. And I had decades of building teams. And so we were able to bring our kind of pool our resources together and build the company together, which has been really, really a joy. But all the while, I've always done my speaking engagements, even outside. I, I built the company quite a bit with the training that I do and really helping 
our independent consultants step into the very best of who they are and all those things. But I've always still done outside team building and a lot of youth organizations and women's empowerment and things like that, because it is my joy and where I feel like I can provide most value. Amazing. And what are, what's, what's some of the, without going into the technology side, but like what are some of the things that you guys focus on in, in the wellness business? It's very simple. Three primary areas. We have a hydration technology that allows people to drink one glass of water, but it's like drinking three because it increases absorption. And then we have energy category that helps offset the negative impact of electromagnetic radiation. And then we have some nourishment products. So it's hydration, energy, and nourishment. Love that. Can you tell me a little bit about the, only because I know my partner has gone crazy down the hydration route and she goes and looks into all these things. And I yeah. think half of our fridge is full of different uh, hydration products. <laughs> what, uh, what's, give me some of the insights on that, like what you guys have done there, because it is a big problem I see with people just being at, like extreme levels of dehydration these days. Oh yeah, totally. It's um, We're just really fortunate. It's a patented technology. We have the distribution rights. We did not come up with it, but basically you take pure clean water and it gets bombarded with energetic frequencies. And after 30 minutes, it realigns the water so that it's in a single file. And it's really kind of cool how the world works because as we have the distribution rights to this technology in a completely other part of the country, There was Nobel Prize winning research that says in order for water to get inside the cell, it has to be in a single file and your body does it, but it slows down. Let's just say as everything else does as we age. So obviously an infant, they're very easily hydrated. You can see their skin, you know, um, but it's really a function of aging. And so our little tagline is be a grape, not a raisin. And (laughs) And so is it, a, is it a device or is it like a water additive? No, no, it's a device. You pour clean water into it. It's plugged into the wall and then it activates the water. After 30 minutes, it has a little flashing light. And then after 30 minutes, it's in the right structure so that your body can absorb it very, very easily. And um, it's not a medical product, although there's a ton of medical research and it's been published in a lot of different areas, but we don't make medical claims. We just are happy that people are hydrated and the side benefits of what happened are really amazing. I'm going to have to definitely send that to my partner because she is a consumer. So she'll probably go and buy one straight away because she loves to to try different things that, you know, she's got all these different additives and things and she spiralizes her water. Yeah. (laughs) You email me because I do have some, I have some say that she can probably get a better deal. So Amazing. I definitely will definitely will hit you up on that. And now obviously like the fact that you guys are really growing kind of two quite large companies and, and growing them astronomically, what have been one or two of the biggest hurdles that you guys have faced and, and how did you overcome them in this process? Because I mean, growing one business for most people, they're like, that's hard enough, let alone, you know, picking up a patent and growing it globally and doing all this stuff. What are some of the what are some of the things you guys have faced? Well, I mean, I think the same thing that every woman, I'll speak for me as a woman, and I have two adult kids, it's balance. You know, it's always finding that balance. I love the idea of possibilities. And I always want to explore possibilities. And we have, you know, real estate, and we have other ventures, too. It's not just these two main ones. And so I think, you know, I'm very, very fortunate with my husband and I are very much in love. And we've figured out how to work together and how 
to not butt heads, even though we're very, very different, how to really give each other space to be good at what we're good at. But I think, I think like everything else, it's just finding that balance. And I think for me in 2020, that was a really, that was a tough year for a lot of different reasons. We've all experienced it, but in the United States, it was really tough. And I, on top of the businesses, decided to start a nonprofit just because I couldn't focus on the problems of the world. I had to focus on the solutions. And so I think having a morning routine and being really proactive about what each day looks like. And then the saving grace was realizing at least once a week on Sundays or maybe once every two weeks, just not doing anything, waking up and deciding whatever it is that I want to do is what is going to happen. And that could mean literally reading for four hours, like just whatever I want to do. And that's helped helped find that balance I think that's super important um to to do that because it is uh especially in the i think last year was a very big reset for a lot of people so um i think not not just yourself alone everyone was kind of like okay now i have to you know stay home or i have to do something like this where it's like okay great like how are we going to approach things differently then? So I love the fact that you started a nonprofit as well, just to, to focus on solutions. I think that's awesome. And now as, as we're getting towards the end of our time here together, I always like to ask the same question every time, which is, is there a question that I didn't ask you that I should have? No, I've loved, I've loved our conversation. There isn't anything I could think of. Well, I'll throw out just a random one then. So what's, <laughs> what's, what's next for you guys? Obviously being that everything's been pretty crazy. Like what's, the rest of 2021 into 2022 and onwards look like for you guys? Um, well, I'm really, really excited about the nonprofit. I have to say it is um, because I've spent a lot of time in my career working with teens and young adults. And I had, it's connected to our company that we had a program called Roots and Wings, because I believe if we give our children roots so that we can have, they can have wings to go out and make a difference in the world. But not everybody has, those roots, you know, and, and not everybody gets those roots. And, you know, the truth is this, I just was writing today or yesterday. I don't remember what it was for. Maybe it was a social media post that it's the idea that, you know, we think we're learning everything as we grow up, right? That we, we think back to when we were growing up. And the truth is we don't ever grow up. Like hopefully we're always still growing up. Like my mom is 97 and she's still learning something every day. And so my hope for 2021 and what we're doing with the nonprofit is to really empower women to find their voice, use their voice, trust their voice and bring purpose driven businesses to the world. I I believe that there isn't anything more urgent that we can do than to especially in the United States to empower women to step into their voice and bring a more balanced energy to the planet. Uh, that's amazing. And now for anyone that's listening to that and they say, mm, I really like what you're going on, what you're uh, going to be doing, what you're doing now. And they want to find out more about what you're up to. Where's the best place for them to find you online? 
Um, I mean, I have my website and I haven't really done too much with the blogs, but if they sign up, you know, someone can go to my, it's just my name, lindacormier.com or, or Instagram or Facebook. I have a lot of women who message me and I always reply on direct message to on both Instagram and Facebook. It's just my name. And so if I have something going on, I'm going to be doing a lot of retreats. That's something else coming up in 2021, small, like 10 people only, um, so yeah, that would be the easiest way to reach me. Amazing. So guys, if you're listening to this either above or below in the show notes, we'll have the link to Linda's website and socials everywhere there. So go and connect with her, please. And of course, if you know someone who maybe hasn't tapped into their voice just yet, been able to find what it is that is their specialty, please share this episode with them. Make sure that it gets out into the hands of as many people as possible so that we can help more, especially ladies, tap into their voice, find their voice, use their voice um, to get out there and uh, you know make the planet a better place. So that's absolutely amazing. And Linda, again, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, it was great. It was great getting a chance to meet you. I hope it's not the last time we chat. It definitely will not be. Thank you so much.